0: Where the phone never stops ringing cold calls and spam emails seem to pour in endlessly and there is always someone that wants to buy you lunch for the chance to make you a client this is where real salespeople pitch solutions to real problems while we snuff out the BS welcome to the oil and gas pitch podcast with your host Warren Spivak
1: So we're live welcome to the oil and gas pitch podcast you know, today's show is really interesting. I started kind of going back and forth with gentlemen by the name of Brady Neal. We started talking about worksite safety, really kind of some cutting edge technologies that are gonna change the oil and gas game. And I'm really excited to get to this episode. There's, it's a real treat, I think, for any of you that are in the oil and gas industry, no matter, even beyond that, This episode is gonna resonate, and it's gonna be something that is extremely, not only important, but it can change the game. It can change the game in a big way when it comes to safety. Before we get started, I do wanna say we are at our home base here at Churrasco's. If you've never eaten here, we just had the greatest lunch ever. I ordered the pollo and camisado, it's amazing. These guys are the official caterers of the Houston Texans. That says a lot, so definitely visit our friends here at Chirascos. So look, I'm gonna introduce our guest here, Brady Neal, how are you? I'm doing great, and it's a pleasure to be on here with you today. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, you know, I know that you're the founder and CEO of Wellsite Century. I know there's this kind of parent company that you created many years ago. It's interesting, as you and Mark and I were sitting before we you know, got started, you have a little bit of history with OGGN. I do. <laughs> what a
2: journey it's been, right? It's all about the journey. And, you know, I recall Warren in my garage working on tools. Coral was originally found we were a manufacturer of corrosion control tools back in 2014. And I was in my garage assembling these tools to ship out the next day and listening to Mark and James on the second on their podcast back in 2015. Wow. And OGGN is kind of dear to my heart because that was a motivation for me. You know, sometimes when you're building a company, you're kind of isolated. You feel like you're out on this island. And that was kind of home base for me as I was starting to build this company. So it really is an honor to be here today and to be on the network. Yeah,
1: it's like full circle. Mark told me this kind of neat story about meeting you and you're in a garage building tools. And, you know, it's interesting to think that you go from that and you get CoreSource going. You're a successful entrepreneur, but... The reason why I wanted you to fly out here, which, by the way, thank you. This was not an easy trip for you, is that you've kind of got this vision of the trifecta of safety. We're talking fire. We're talking medical and beyond. I want to get this thing started. I would say that maybe real quick, just talk about who, if they're listening, would be the audience that you know, if they engage you, if you were to meet them, you could really make a difference. And then we'll get, you know, we'll get going on the well side story. Absolutely. We're looking to engage
2: those companies. You know, there's a lot of oil and gas companies out there that say we make safety the number one priority. And there's a lot of them out there. And We're looking to engage those people who are ready to really you know, act on that phrase. Because what we're doing is, I like to say, we're transforming well site safety. And it's from the field to the C-suite, really, when we look at what we're doing and how it can be implemented and how it can benefit the entire operations, whether that's a completions company, a frac company, or a drilling company, or even the operator.
1: Yeah. You know, something you told me, this is really, you know, here we are, we're at the front of this pod, right? And people are wondering, like, what we're all going to get into but there's something that just stuck with me. Like it was kind of like to me, it was kind of an aha moment. Being that my career is very much in risk and safety and protecting employees, is you mentioned the ability to put out a, f- a fire with right. 300 gallons of water out on a on a fracking site. Do you promise we'll get into all of this stuff? And can we kind of like people that are listening that are gonna go like, there's no way. It's impossible. How would that occur? Like, we can really take a deep dive into how it works without there being any kind of proprietary protection. Right, sure. Okay. Yeah, and that's the thing is
2: we want to be realistic, and I definitely we can get into that kind of our systems, our emergency response system, our fire suppression, and how we built that out to stand out and to be different. Yep.
1: All right, well, let's get this thing started. Absolutely. Let's just start out with, if you don't mind, maybe we'll go to the first slide, and you kind of set the tone here.
2: Right, I like, you know, originally when we started this, people would ask, what are you doing out there? And I would explain to them, Hey, we're implementing risk mitigation on the well site, and I would get a lot of, <laughs> what you know.
1: <laughs> and it's funny, some people are like, mitigation. Can you use that in a sentence? <laughs> right. You know, mitigation is anytime you make a move that kind of reduces the risk. What right. if we could just straight out avoid it? Absolutely, insurance and companies have to love this, and I hope they are listening too. Oh, I hope so as well. This is
2: this is incredible opportunity for carriers to come in and really mitigate that risk for their insurer. All right,
1: so mitigation, okay. go with it.
2: So I was saying, hey, we're gonna do risk mitigation out on the well site, and then I got a lot of funny looks. And so then I came up with the phrase, hey, we're transforming well site safety. And that was a little bit better because they're saying, how do you transform well site safety? The definition of transform, to change shape, to do better, you know. So. Number one is we're executing on integration. Mm. That's so, whether it's oil and gas or manufacturing, whatever it is, you have to execute on integrating systems. And what we were seeing, there's a lot of siloed systems out there. So we really thought, we took a step back and did our 4D loop. You know, we went out and discovered discovered what was going on out there. We Mm -hmm. designed a new system, new way of doing things. You know, we developed it, we built it, you know, actual assets. We put it together and then we deployed it. Mm. And then we just kind of repeat that forty loop for, for two years now. So it's based on technology, our emergency response systems, and most importantly, our professional first responders on site.
1: It's incredible. I, you know, I did a little digging around, and it's, it is interesting to see this fire suppression system that I know we're going to get into. It's also interesting the technology that allows that system to work, maybe even without a human really having to be sitting there waiting for a fire to take place, but then to go even further, like I've heard stories about you guys even just being on work sites, making sure people are hydrated, that there's medical facilities, that there's things that you guys will implement that makes the entire company, which actually affects culture too, absolutely run better.
2: It was one of the biggest rewards that I got to experience when we very first launched back in the middle of summer of 2018 was the safety culture that it brought on by the company that our client that hired us. So we pushed our guys and gals to say, hey, we're serving our client we're serving our client. As ERTs, as emergency response technicians, we're handing out bottles of water. Now, I don't know if you've been to a frack site or drilling site lately, but usually there's not too many people handing out bottles of water out on the site. So immediately, what was interesting is to see that those team members actually saw us there not as a safety checkbox as, hey, we're going to tell you to put your hard hat on or (laughs) your monitor, but we were there to actually serve them and potentially if in a crisis situation to save their lives. And so for them to see that their employer saw that value and hired us to be there on site, was an incredible transformation in that safety culture.
1: Love that, I love that. So thermal imaging, right? Like this is something you, like in the first five seconds of our call, you you (laughs) described it, you explained how it works. Let's tell the listener, like, where does that play? How does it, you know, isn't that step one to the fire avoidance? Absolutely. So
2: when we developed our tech stack, our technological stack, I knew from the very beginning that thermal imaging temperature measurement was very important. Now, you can have thermal imaging out on the site. You can have that, see hot, cold spots, but we wanted temperature measuring thermal imaging. So we implemented that into our system on a mass. We can actually monitor assets temperature out on the site. So, for example, if we're on a frack site, our thermal imaging system is scanning those pumps mm-hmm. and able to catch temperatures off of your exhaust manifold or your turbos oh, you know, wow. and, and for flare-ups as well and, and flame flare, flare-ups. So what's incredible about this is not only are we being proactive on on identifying that fire right when it occurs, because time is of the essence in a fire situation, but we can also monitor that front for for maintenance potential breakdown in the future. Mm -hmm. So we can see that a particular frack pump is running hotter than the other frack pumps through temperature measurement. And we can call out the mechanic, hey, pump seven is running hotter. That needs to be checked out. And that, sure enough, mechanic comes in and needs a grease, needs another packing. Mm -hmm. Something was wrong with that frack pump. And they were able to catch that maintenance before there was downtime or a complete breakdown. So that's been a really interesting case study for the use of thermal imaging temperature measurement.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I think all of us, and I know whether you're in the field or whether you're married to somebody in the field, right? These case studies that you know exist, like, walk me through the vision. Like, let's fast forward to, you know, 2022. Someone's one of your clients. They've engaged you to the full Potential. Yes. What are we seeing? Like, what am I seeing? No, this is fun. Oh, is This it? is, this okay, is good. good.
2: So our vision from the beginning, a major portion of our technical stack was to build an IT infrastructure that could support not only our current operations, but what was coming to the future. And what's coming in the future is risk intelligence. It's huge. You know, it's, been, it's IOT from the very beginning. I haven't
1: heard, you know, to take the word <laughs> risk and intelligence, put it together is mm-hmm. pretty, really a great
2: combo. Absolutely. What can you prevent if you don't know what you're preventing right mm-hmm. and so the idea of, of gathering this data these key metrics into our risk intelligence platform and, and partnering with key integration there's lots of companies doing some great stuff out of there why develop it ourselves why not partner integrate again execute on the integration with key partners for example Asperity with video analytics no-go go zones site traffic analysis the limit is limitless mm-hmm. so the vision the future is to be able to gather these key data points and put that into a risk intelligence so that we're feeding back to our client what is happening on that site in real time. What processes are happening? How many trucks are on that site? Idle time, how many people are on that given site at a certain time? What chemicals, God, what's the what's the weather like on that site? <laughs> and now let's combine it all together for a, a risk metrics that we can take to our carrier. Hey, look, Mr. and Mrs. Carrier, this is how safe we've been today. You know, we've checked all your boxes, Mr. and Mrs. Carrier. So, can you lower our premium yeah. this month? Yeah. Look, we're at this metrics. Yeah. So that's the vision for the future. That's the value add. Now we're just talking the risk intelligence side of this, mm-hmm. not to mention we can take all of those things together for predictive analytics and prevent incidents from occurring, just yeah. like our thermal image temperature measurement.
1: It's amazing. I mean, it is because on one hand, employers need to know this. They need to know that this is an option for them and they Be foolish not to engage, but from a risk and insurance standpoint, I mean, from general liability to the work comp, you know, issues that you could foresee. This is a great way to dodge a lot of bullets. All right, well, let's move on. If you're ready, I think this is great. Maybe we'll move to the next slide. Sure. I want to touch on one other thing with technology, and
2: that is our emergency notification system. So. When we really put this platform together, we talk what's key in, in a critical incident. And that is knowing what's going on and, and where you're going. So as a law enforcement officer, when you're responding to a critical incident, you wanna know all the information you can about that because you wanna get there as fast as you can and you gotta be prepared for what you're about to encounter. Well, what we saw on the site is radio communication. On a completion side or a drilling company, they're gonna have radio communications and somebody gets hurt or there's a fire incident or an emergency situation everyone starts yelling on the radio and no one can understand what's going on. So how can we make that better? We implemented our emergency notification (laughs) system. So what we did is we, again, brought together systems. So in our monitoring station, and our command centers, we have a screen that our emergency response technician sits in front of, and we go up and we take a drone shot of that site. So that site, whether it's there for seven days, 30 days, we take a drone shot of that specific site. We overlay touchscreen with that. So now we have iPads in the data van and a blender van the doghouse, the company man's trailer, wherever you want there to be a wow. touch screen for emergency notification. If a fire or medical emergency occurs or a weather alert, they can click on that iPad. It lets our ERT know exactly where the emergency incident is and what it is, and they can respond Amazing. in time. So what that does, it cuts down on this confusion of what's going on. We can have emergency response faster. We can, you know, our goal is if there's a fire on site to be on a, in with foam in less than three minutes. And that's a crucial part of accomplishing that goal.
1: You know I've heard to prepare for this I have no other thing to do but kind of research a little bit and I know you use the term time of the essence mm-hmm. right I mean that's what you're speaking to is there anything you can elaborate on that like what is truly time of the essence does that mean that even from an employment standpoint and from a workplace safety that instant is always better right absolutely to compare Wellsite century versus a local jurisdiction response
2: you know, you might be in a remote area where the local fire jurisdiction is 20, 30 minutes away. Compare that to three minutes. Mm. So a three-minute response with fire suppression foam capability with a professional firefighter versus trying to put it out with extinguishers and then waiting for the local fire department to show up 20 minutes later. Now, you have $30 million worth of frack pumps on a site. You tell me, which option would you rather have?
1: Yeah, no, it's incredible. So people who do know me, who've followed me, my career is in insurance. I work with large construction companies, you know, oil and gas, I mean, you name it, you know, we've got, you know, we're, we touch it all the time. But when it comes to writing a summary, like just some kind of positive summary when you're submitting business, when it's general liability or work comp, it goes a long way. It's kind of like in the bank loan world, like it is nice to be objective. Well, hey, what's the credit score? What's your income and all that? But risk is also subjective. It's what are you doing to create a great environment for your people? Due diligence, right? Totally. W-
2: what's your due diligence? If you know something's out there and you could
1: prevent prevented it, if this type of service is out there, why were you not using mm-hmm. this type of service, right? So I noticed this slide is so much on technology. Is there anything else on here that we should touch on before we move on?
2: You'll notice in the slide upper left, we normal spectrum cameras as well. And I touched on that briefly when I was talking about risk intelligence. But again, this is some really cool technology to bring to the well site, not just remote viewing, but doing analytics in that video. So that's something that's been really exciting to kind of dive into that portion of the technology stack. But we're Great. excited what we're integrating and we're, we're looking forward to the future to integrate other technology aspects to benefit our clients.
1: I almost feel bad like I'm all
2: excited to get to the fire stuff, you know? Like I like <laughs> well, that so well, there's so much sizzle. <laughs> well, let's fire. get there.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, we have our technology and our emergency response. That's yeah. what you're that you were wanting to get to. And we we wanted to step back as I said earlier and really evaluate what was being done in the market to serve in this fire suppression aspect. Mm-hmm. And we didn't like what we saw. We saw inefficient systems and we wanted to be better than that like, again, it comes down to time. We wanted to be able to put foam on the fire in a quicker time. You know, we wanted to make sure our ERT was going to respond to the incident. Mm. You would be appalled by some of the stories you hear of no response in those critical incidents. And so we said, no, that's not going to be us. We're going to be proactive, forward thinking, responding in a critical moment to serve our client what they paid us to do. Right. And so our systems help we built out an emergency response system helps execute on that.
1: Okay, I have to say that when it comes to this subject, I imagine headaches. I mean, I I imagine that if I'm doing business with you, do I really have to like hire EMTs and like do I, I mean is there a people thing, a people part of this? The
2: people part is all underneath Wellsize Century. We, we provide the people. The
1: most important part of the strategy is your people and we provide those through wellsite century. Okay, and like how does that look? So I'm just I'm really just trying to understand this part, which is there is this technology. I'm imagining there's some investments that you as a company make to to get these sites mm-hmm. ready for wellsite century. And then there's maybe some manufacturing that you have to do to like put these different I don't know how you get the equipment there, whatever that's needed or whatever. But then when it comes to the people, like how do you invoice or talk about when these professionals are on site. Like, does it does it, is it like build as a total project or is it by the day or how does that work? We
2: wanted to make it as simple as possible. Can you believe that? <laughs> Oil and gas invoicing as simple as possible. Again, when we stepped back and looked at it, people were getting trip charges and fuel charges and personnel charges. And there was this 10 or 15 line items of this industry and, and getting invoiced. We said, no, we're going to make it one hour rate or day rate. Mm-hmm. That includes our emergency...
1: Our ERTs, what we call our ERT, or emergency response, they're employees of our company. So it's almost like I hear you saying, it's almost like pay as you go. Like, it's not like somebody's having to invest in all of this stuff. They get to utilize all of your commitments. Absolutely. And it's mobile, right? Because we're
2: serving on sites that might be rigged up for seven days, 15 days, 30 days, 60 days. But at the end of that period, we rig down, we put it all in our mobile command unit. We go to the next site. Wow. So, you know, it folds out. And is utilized and comes back in and
1: we go to the next site so what's your reach on this like so if i'm listening to you and i'm in oklahoma right now that's one thing but what about somebody in texas louisiana what's your footprint so we, we've served in the permian
2: we have a unit in the permian but that's the great thing about our units they all have wheels, and we can cover anywhere in the united states Isn't that amazing so, and it also means <laughs>
1: that you can take off when the hurricane is coming or whatever right <laughs> no we're there to serve
2: <laughs> we're there to serve touche to, you know, touche yeah
1: all right, that's great. So, what's next? Where are we going to hit next?
2: Well, let me, if I can, let me dive a little bit deeper into our fire suppression system. Sure.
1: Yes. And first of
2: all, I think it's good that I clarify that we're not well control. We've never labeled ourselves as a boots and coots or well control company. That that's that's not what we do. We are there for that acute response, that initial response, and and we're not taking the replace of local fire jurisdictions. We're actually doing the opposite. We're collaborating with them. So when we do our pre-operational planning, we're going out and touching those local fire jurisdictions, those local EMT jurisdictions, and we're getting that crucial information that's gonna be key in those times of emergency incidents. And we're partnering with them, getting response times. And so that's really a distinction that we're not trying to say, hey, we're going to take over the fire role here. We're there for that acute response. Our guys have 30 minutes of air, 30 minutes of water to get that local jurisdiction there. Now, a lot of times you get a local jurisdiction 15, 20 minute response time, that fire is too out of control for them to even come onto the site. They won't even roll onto your pad if it's out of control to protect themselves. And so what we're doing is trying to mitigate that and by applying foam at the very less than three minutes after the combustion period of the fire mm-hmm. so that we can, we can help fight the fire and allow them to come on and finish the job and, re- and take over incident command from, from our company. So I just want to make sure we clarify that you know we're not saying, hey, we are a well control. We are there for that acute emergency response for fire and
1: medical. That's what I love about you. It's, you know, when we were originally talking, there were things that I concluded and you're quick to say what you can't do. And you're very, I mean, one of the things that I'm most impressed with is, You know this subject matter, like you know, it's like when I watch the presidential debates, I'm always amazed when people can find their words and they know what they're (laughs) gonna say. I mean, this is a subject that you've really, you you are the expert in this. You've created this this machine, if you will, and you can just tell, like even in our exchange, I feel like you're not at a loss for what you guys can do. Is it would it be prudent to talk about what and you know to expand on maybe? like an explosion, you said like, that's not your thing. Like that's not where you're gonna engage. Well, well, right, as far as, and
2: first of all, I, I appreciate that. I would add that I put myself in good company. Right, right. <laughs> that's I, right. I, I, ha- that I have a, <laughs> I have a great partner who... Uh, oh, I
1: was going to take credit for it just because we're <laughs> sitting together. You know,
2: Junior Navarro, he came on in 2017 with me and he understands that upstream market completions where a lot of our work has been and built those relationships. We have great clients that's given us feedback. And so we can't take all the credit for what we've done. We've had good relationships that have got us this far. So we're grateful for that. But, you know, I appreciate that. I want to be authentic and as transparent as we can. When yeah. this is an important service that you don't want to overhype, that you you want to be transparent about no
1: I don't think there's anyone listening or watching this that I mean just to me the conviction that you have the, this is a, a mission for you We're passionate about it and I think what's kind of neat about all of this is that you're really carrying the football so when someone engages with Wellsite Sentry, century they get you mm, absolutely So I don't want to mess up the interview, but I do want to tell you that I want to get into COVID-19. I'm sick of the word COVID-19 and I'm tired of wearing these damn masks and all that crap. But I feel like it's a subject matter that applies to this interview. But is it too soon for me to take us down that road? Like, do you have another slide that you want to get to first or?
2: Do you want me to dive a little bit deeper in the fire suppression system? Yeah. Is there more? Like, (laughs) sheesh. Okay. So.
1: But yes, on the COVID-19,
2: but let's yeah. dive a little bit deeper in the fire suppression. For sure. So what we did is we do what we call, it's a simple distributed hose rack system. Okay. So instead of our hose rack being in a trailer or on the back of a U- ATV, we wanted to say, where can we put our hose racks in place, ready to fight a fire if something occurs? Anywhere on the site. So that allows us to be faster. And what we do is we don't have very much water, but the tool we use on the end of the booster hose, the line, to fight the fire is an incredible tool. We have foam at the end of the line, which allows our ERT to control what type of foam, wet, dry, Mm -hmm. from a distance, a short distance, to really basket that foam. So we can take 300 gallons of water and produce about 3,000 gallons of produced foam in just three minutes. So that's that acute response that we're shooting for. And, of course, people say, hey, that's not very much water. That's not a lot of foam. Well, guess what? there's thousands of gallons of water on that site we can tie into that as well and we can run as long as you want to on on that water system until local jurisdictions get there again that's a reminder we are there for that acute response waiting for those local jurisdictions to get on scene
1: so racks i mean really that's what's going on in the market like so so you're just making me want to ask like what are in addition to like the racks and stuff what else would i see on a job site right now that you would be like, ah, I'm getting rid of that. I'm getting rid of that. (laughs) Absolutely. Good, better, best, right? Fire extinguishers. Some people have some
2: standalone fire suppression trailers that they have out on site. And then third, you have a fire response company. Well, who's going to fight the fire with that fire suppression trailer you have there? Is it a professional firefighter? Are, are Are they a certified firefighter? And if they're not and they're somebody part of your company and you're empowering them to fight a fire, even with an extinguisher or a fire suppression trailer, you better think really long and hard about that. Mm -hmm. If they go to fight that fire and they're critically injured or even killed while fighting a fire to save your assets, Mm -hmm. you know, to protect your assets. And so that's why it's very important to if you want to mitigate the fire risk, you need to hire a professional company who can truly mitigate that fire risk with certified people and
1: systems on site. I think I just thought of the next Wellside Century tagline. What's that? It's to save your asset, protect your asset. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I'm obviously hey, not in marketing, not, but that uh,
2: that might be a T shirt design that we've thought about and, and capitalizing on that. I would have talked to I wanna
1: see if we could get a get our own little custom shirt for the We episode. protect your assets. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well wonderful. So COVID-19 did yes. change things, right?
2: There's been some changes out on the site. So obviously, if you've been on a site out in the oil and gas industry lately, you might have gone through a screening process, a little bit more robust check-in process. What's really incredible about that is that each one of our command units are, we have triage facilities inside of it. So we have this clean environment inside these units that you can walk into, be evaluated by, be it by our ERT, which is an EMT as well. And if that is you know, part of the screening process is to do testing, you, know, you can do there in a controlled environment versus out on the back of a tailgate or something like that. So that is some things that we're implementing for COVID-19. You know, another part of our emergency response system is this medical response. So as I mentioned, we have triage facility in each of our command units. And what's interesting we found is a lot of people do telehealth. Mm. So you have someone who's not feeling well, maybe some pain in their arm. Well, they connect with telehealth because what is telehealth trying to do out on the well site? We're trying to prevent that emergency room visit yes. right, to lower your recordables. Yes. Well, what we found is when you have telehealth on a site, a doctor or nurse is making decisions based upon what the patient is telling them, and it's limited information. But when you combine that with a professional EMT yeah. right beside them, they're saying, hey, doc, here's their ox rate, here's their blood pressure, here's what I'm observing as an EMT. That gives that doctor more confidence to say, you know what,
1: let's go with this. I love that because as someone who used, to, I used teledoc all the time, and how great would it be to go like, here, let me let you talk Absolutely. to my friend yes. here. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, starts spitting out some game, you know? Like and
2: So what we found is with that more information, it lowers that probability of them just go ahead and saying, Hey, you know what, since yeah. you're having some pain and that you
1: need to go on to the ER. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. And then what about when it comes to the COVID-19, I'm sure there are other consequences to people's health and what they're feeling that beyond the teledoc thing where something's an emergency, what is that like if I'm an employee, I'm out on a job site, suddenly I'm short of breath or I'm having a stroke, what's the differentiator of like what life would be without knowing you guys were mm-hmm. out there versus me actually knowing that there's this trailer I can run to and get help? Well, well, let me just ask you, if you're out on a well site
2: and you begin to have heart attack symptoms, would you rather a guy who once every year takes a CPR class <laughs> or would you rather have a professional first responder who is EMT certified? Most of ours are paramedics on site to treat that heart attack. You know, yeah. so it's it's kind of a no-brainer, right? It's a
1: no-brainer. Yeah. And if you've been doing your COVID-19 diet, which means everyone's just been eating and sitting <laughs> around, you might need one of those guys to follow you to the gym.
2: Right. <laughs> you know, I'll never forget the story. You know, we have people come into our consultants, individual stakeholders who come into our command units all the time to see it. The first reaction we get is, wow, I've never seen anything like this on a site. And then the second reaction is usually, you know, why isn't this on every site in America? Sure. And and that's a good question, right? And I said, that's a great question. question. I wish I could answer that. But I had an individual, he worked at Marathon. He'd worked all over the world. He came into our site, he sat down, and he began to get emotional. Mm. And it really hit me. I'm like, what's going on? Is this guy hurting? And he started to explain that he was on a well site when one of his best friends had passed away from a heart Mm. attack. And local emergency response was 30, 40. He said he's those compressions. He said he felt like he did chest compressions forever. And he said, I would have given anything to have in Well-Site Sentry a Wellsite century on a product like yours out on the site so that they could have got professional medical attention right at the beginning. And, and mm-hmm. that story just stuck with me. And it's a motivator. You yeah. know, Warren, if all the blood, sweat and tears from this operation, all the bootstrapped investment personally, If all this, if it just comes down to save one life Mm. in the next six months or next year, to me, it was all worth it. We can't put a price tag on. Completely,
1: (laughs) without a doubt. Really amazing. And I, again, for me, it took me five minutes talking to you to know that this is a very critical message and important thing for people to know about. (laughs) And I love that we're, I don't think we're missing anything. This is great.
2: (laughs) Yeah, as you can tell, we're really passionate about what we're doing. We're not out there just to protect assets. You know, sometimes we feel like it's just all about the next technology downhole or the next asset, the best pump, the best chemical. Mm. Well, sometimes we forget our number one strategy is our people. Yeah. And we have to remember how to protect them.
1: Yeah. The human capital is extremely important. And you're right. It's not about stuff. It's about people.
2: Yeah. And our professional first responders, which is the third pillar of our, our system here, we couldn't be more proud of them. We went out and found individuals that are certified firefighters, certified EMTs, and they have that servant's heart, that mentality of to get mm. out there and serve. And we have these guys full time in house. So we're not hiring them through contracting, they are employees with benefits of Wellsite Century. And it's been really incredible to see that develop over time. And of course, we have part-time guys that we come in too, but they're considered employees. And so we're giving this opportunity for firefighters on their days off to not go hang gutters or mow lawns,
1: but to come serve out in the oil and gas field. That's been really exciting to see. It's great. And I said it in the beginning. I said, this is the trifecta of mm-hmm. safety. And it really is. If you had a loved one and they were on a job site, if you had to bet, mm-hmm. you would sure as hell want all three of these criteria out on the job. For sure. and you know as
2: we move forward in this industry, you know an, an important factor that's coming is is ESG, this in environmental, social and governance and there's more pressure coming down to the oil and gas industry and we really see an opportunity here as a company to come in and to be the future for that for operators or or service companies through well century
1: all right well i know we're moving on time i want to get definitely get to your final slide is that one more slide left i think we just got a general slide here perfect yeah i think the messaging here it is life-saving right like what we're talking about is so important but i have to ask you Your other company, CoraSource, we mentioned you and, you know, building some tools and all that. How does the company you built in 2014 that's manufacturing corrosion control tools and all of that, how does that end up making you want to get into the emergency response services at well sites? Everything happens for a reason, right? (laughs) And we took pride in manufacturing our
2: tools that protected America's infrastructure, the pipeline. I mean, if you look at the pipeline, that is and corrosion control and, and risk mitigation when it comes to corrosion. I mean, that's a huge infrastructure that we have to focus on. And so we were kind of in the risk mitigation business from the very beginning through our corrosion control tools in that process. And then we naturally moved into kind of this upstream because as any business owner, you want to diversify as much as you can. So really step back and look, how can we diversify this as we went into midstream, mm-hmm. we went into swabbing rigs, well servicing, and then we went on upstream to well site century. Nothing downhole, but On the surface, what are we forgetting? What is being left behind out there in the Mm -hmm. industry? And so that's what developed our our vision and our passion for Wellsite Century.
1: That's great. So, again, I'm so thankful you're here. Before we close it out, I do want to just ask what's next? Someone's interested, you know, if someone's listening to this, they're interested in learning more about Wellsite Century and they want to maybe meet with your team. Where do they go? What do they do? What's the process? Well,
2: again, appreciate you allowing us to come here and and, and to be on this and to tell our story and get the message out. But we wanted to give something back to to those that are watching and listening. As I mentioned earlier, one of the most important things you can do on a site before the incident occurs is pre-operational emergency planning. We have a robust system that we go through, finding out public service answering points, who's going to respond to that incident, air evac, what's going to happen. So we go through a, a ton of information prepare for that emergency incident before it even occurs, if it occurs. So we have this template, a guide, and we'd like to give that to the listeners as a guide. Maybe you don't have any type of emergency planning system mm-hmm. right now, or maybe you just kind of want to review what you're doing and take some key data points off of what we're doing out there to maybe help you implement that and possibly save a life someday. That so, is great. Yeah, that's terrific. So it's just real simple. All you got to do is text PREOP, P-R-E-O-P. Again, that's PREOP to three three seven 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 thirty three. 777 text pre-op to that just you'll get a download of that guide and we'd love to get that out to people and you're on linkedin if somebody wants to find you absolutely on linkedin under coral source or my personal name or feel free to email me at brady brady at
1: dot that's great and everybody i will make sure i include all that in more show notes brady neal thank you again thanks for flying here and- absolutely
2: and i appreciate the opportunity and you know excellence wins and when we say here is like excellence saves
1: lives so- i love it i love it well if you have a company and you know that you have a great solution to a lot of the co- the problems we find in the oil and gas industry come prove it here on the oil and gas pitch podcast i'm your host warren Spiewak, and we'll see you on the next episode thank you yeah thank you
0: This is Savannah, and here are the events on deck for September 2020. There's the FPSO World Congress 2020, and that's on September 1st to the 4th, and also the 8th, and it's all online. The next one is Building the Future Industrial Summit on September the 16th, and that's also online. There's also the 4th Annual Blockchain and Oil and Gas Conference 2020, and that's on September the 16th to the 18th. Then there's the NGenius Symposium and Exhibition for Upstream Innovation 2020, and that's September the 22nd to the 24th. And there's also Effective Leadership Through Change and Uncertainty, featuring Condoleezza Rice, and that's on September the 24th. There's also Nape Summer 2020, from August 11th to September the 14th. And lastly, there's BP Week 2020, September 14th to 16th. That's all for September. Hope you guys have a great month and thanks for tuning in. Check us out next week for another witty and sometimes spicy episode of the Oil and Gas Pitch Podcast, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.